Hello and welcome back to the Euro Trips Across the Pod podcast. It's been a while, but we are back um, this time for a NFL draft special. So this week I had on Sam Moores, Freddie Hall, and Adam from the Franchise Tag podcast. Um, hope you enjoy. Um, hope you enjoy as well my massive blunder um, towards the end of the draft about who who was taking one of the picks. Um, yeah, bad one of me, but <laughs> we live and learn. We live on for next week. So. Um, so yeah, hope you enjoy it and be sure to check out our future NFL podcast before the season starts. So here we go. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the Euro Trips Across the Pod podcast. Yes, we are back as the NFL draft is near upon us. Just over a week, just under a week away, I should say. Uh, this year is in Vegas. Looking forward to that. Um, and for this, for this draft, we're doing a special podcast where we're going to do a mock draft. So I have pulled in three returning guests as we're going to go through our picks from 1 to 32. So I'm your host, Andy, and I'm this week joined by three guests. Our first guest is a returning guest, a fellow Dolphins fan. I'm here with Sam Moores. How are you, mate? Oh, I'm good, mate. I mean, we've uh, we've not we've it's not been long since we last chatted on the podcast. Obviously, going through the free agency moves and stuff, but um, well, especially with my podcast. But um, yeah, I'm doing great, mate. I mean, I can't wait to chat draft. Obviously, the Dolphins not having many many picks or not in the first two rounds. I've sort of had to focus on other teams this time. But it's um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and looking forward to going through some free agency stuff with you as well. Um, our second guest is another returning guest, a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I'm here with Freddie Hall from the Franchise Tag Podcast. How are you? Very well, thank you, Andy. And thank you for having us back on again. And uh, yeah, it's been a pretty crazy March and April, hasn't it? Lots of movement, probably one of the best off-seasons we've ever had. So uh, lots to talk about. And then the draft only being, what, just under just under a week away. Really exciting. Can't wait to uh, can't wait to watch it. Book the Friday off, so I'll be watching all the, uh, all the picks and all the drama that in, in trails with uh, the draft. Yeah, definitely. I've I've got a um a five and a half hour long train to North Wales on um Friday. So what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna get some sleep, I'm gonna record it on Game Pass, I'm gonna watch the entire first round on the on the train. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Um you mentioned the word us. We are here with your fellow podcastee. We're here with Adam from the Franchise Tag Podcast. How are you, Adam? I am great, thank you, Andy. Um, yeah, looking forward to the draft. Unlike my fellow co-host, I was clever enough to get Friday and Saturday off. Uh, so I will be watching both days and we'll be getting plenty of sleep during the day. <laughs> so... Oh, no doubt. Without that, that's gonna be a day of a day of sleep, really is. Um <laughs> We have to start on a slightly sad note. As of course you all know, um, since the last podcast aired, we did sadly lose um, Steve's callback, Dwayne Haskins. He was 24 years old, um, died um, after being hit by a car uh, in true tragic circumstances. I just want to say at the start of the podcast, um, commiserations and my thoughts go out to all of his family and friends and everyone associated with Dwayne Haskins. So rest in peace, Dwayne. Um, of course, our last podcast in the NFL was quite a while ago, about a month ago, uh, where we went through each team's free agency needs. Um, since then, a lot's happened. There's been a lot, a lot of stuff's happened. I mean, there's been, um, you know, we saw Russell Wilson get traded, and that seemed to set a catapult for everything. And then, of course, Christian Kirk's crazy deal, £84 million, seemed to set off a lot of wide receivers making the move. Um, we see people like Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, um, and there's probably more I've just forgotten about, but we've seen Stefan Diggs sign a new contract. There's been a lot of change in, we've seen Khalil Mack go to the Chargers. We've seen uh, Chandler Jones go to the Raiders. 
the AFC West has been a complete glow up. Um, so yeah, it's been a crazy one. And obviously the one of the most craziest deals saw Devontae Adams get traded from the Packers to the Raiders. So Adam, as the Packers fan in this podcast, um, what's your thoughts been on the Packers off-season and free agency overall? Yeah, damn that Christian Kirk deal, eh? That, that screwed <laughs> us all right over that one, did I tell you? Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's been different, little unexpected. Uh, I anyone who's listened to us knows that I was um, very much up for the rebuild. I was, you know, I, I I do feel like you have windows in the NFL, and that the Packers have had three years of really good opportunity to uh, to be able to win it. And um, unfortunately, it just hasn't happened. And so because of that, it, it does reach a point where you do sort of have to think to yourself, you can't just keep going to the well. It just, you know, eventually it dries up. So you just can't keep doing that. Um, they've decided to keep going for another couple of years and they've carried on with Rogers, which is, uh, which is fine. I, I get it. It makes sense. And it makes sense for the organisation because obviously, you know, you're not going to, if you were to give up Rogers and trade him away, then all of a sudden questions would be asked if it all went horribly wrong. So I, I completely understand why they're doing it, but it's, um, it's a bit of a, a strange run. Like I say, you, you open up a window, really, I kind of felt like the window had closed, but they've kind of just thrown a load of money into the future and hopefully it will, uh, Hopefully it'll work out okay in the long run, but without Devontae Adams, there's not a lot of receiving options there. I think they're they're probably going to be a more defensive side than what they've probably ever been before. And uh, yeah, it was it was a shame that he went, but it didn't matter how much money they threw at it. At the end of the day, he came out and said he wanted to play uh, play for the Raiders and play with Derek Carr. So. It's a shame. I feel like everything else has kind of been okay. All the defenders that have come back, Devondre Campbell was a, a great one to bring back in. Um, yeah, I, I feel like they're in a good position, but they need to bring in some wide receivers in this draft. And I, I think they will, but I don't necessarily think they're going to do what a lot of people think they're going to do. <laughs> yeah, of course, we all saw from the Jordan Love pick that the Packers like to do things a bit... Um out of the blue unexpected um I do think Darius Smith is a big loss as well and I think seeing him go to the Vikings of all teams um could be could be crucial in terms of that that NFC North um do you think it's a big loss or do you think that there's other people that can fit in the role instead the only thing with Darius Smith is that he didn't really play last year Mm -hmm. it's like they they got to where they got to without him so uh, in a, to a certain degree, he's not a massive loss. I, they need to bring in an edge rusher. It, it's, you know, they do. Um, but, you know, with the two first round, two second round, they can bring in an edge rusher. They can bring in wide receivers. They need to kind of help out on the O-line a little bit. And, and really, you've got to think that's probably where them four picks will end up going. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a big name. But I, I don't really think he contributed that much due to the injuries and they still did okay um as for him going to the vikings if they want to go out and bring in a 30 or nearly 30 something year old edge rusher that's costing them god knows how much money when they're not going to win the super bowl then that's perfectly fine with me so. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Fair enough. Um, right, the other big wide receiver move was, of course, the Tyreek Hill trade to the from the Chiefs to the Dolphins. This one again came out of nowhere. Um, it was sort of it seems like it was planned for weeks, but of course there was news coming out that Tyreek Hill they weren't getting any deal sorted, and then straight away. I think it was either Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport came out and said that it was either the Jets or Dolphins that were going to get him. And then an hour later, he was a Miami Dolphin. So uh, obviously we've seen him come in the same day. Taron Armstead came in as a free agent after many years with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, other players like Raheem Moster, Cedric Wilson have all come in. Mike Gazicki got franchise tagged. Um, Sam, as your fellow Dolphins fan, what have your thoughts been overall on the Miami Dolphins offseason? Well, I'll tell you what, Tua's got no excuses now. <laughs> and I think that's the sort of... Absolutely no excuses now. Yeah, that's the narrative going on. I mean, I'm a massive Tua fan. I'm more... I'm more. Um, I think he's a better player than most people do. Um, but even I can see that yeah, if he's if he's not playing to, a, I don't know, at least top 20 quarterback standard at this point, there's time to move on. And even then, that's still not really good enough. Ben Wendy was a fifth overall pick. Um, as for all the moves, I mean, yeah... Tyreek Hill, it just it shows that the the the, the moves made into the 2020 draft, especially where it's like okay, let's get three first round picks. Those three first round picks could all be busts. Austin Jackson probably is a bust. Igbenogany definitely a bust. He's barely seen the field over two seasons um, and two potentially. Uh, so I think they've gone for you know the Rams where it's like yes, yeah, screw them. You know the Rams strategy, which I think the Browns have done obviously as well. Uh, screw them picks basically, and they've gone to go out and uh, well, especially in this year's draft, which isn't as good as others, especially next year. I think it was a pretty good draft coming next year. Um, yeah, and gone out and got. Uh, Tyreek Hill, uh, Tron Armstead to go protect Tua as well, because that offensive line last year was dreadful. One of the worst in history, I think. Um, I seem to remember uh, um, the start from PFF. I think it might have even been the worst one in history. History, um, And then Connor Williams as well, uh, sort of showing up that left-hand side. And then the right-hand side, who knows? <laughs> you know, <laughs> as, as, product, as you know, projects, you've got Robert Hunt, probably he's going to play at right tackle. Um Jackson maybe right tackle, and then one of them plays tackle, one of them play guard, and uh, we'll see what goes on there. Uh, Jesse Davis is gone, which is good because he had a horrific season last year. Um, Kasiki, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be interested to see how well he does in this offense. I think normally it's like for more sort of built tight ends, like you know, like you know, George Kittles, for example, when that's not Mike Kasiki's game, he's a very he's more of a receiver than a tight end. Obviously, he's, he's not very good at blocking, but he's a great pass catcher. Uh, so I'm interested to see. I might use him in a slot more, uh, like he was used last year. And Ogba, that was the other big move. Um, re-signing Emmanuel Ogba. Uh, he's been one of the best players in defense over the past two years. The defense has been good. So um, yeah, that was a massive move as well. But yeah, the Dolphins with the Bills. You know, the first step is beat the Bills. You know, six no against the Bills last three seasons. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the aim first. But um, yeah, I'd be I'd be very disappointed if we don't get minimum ten wins this season. Yeah, I, I think it's huge. I think I don't know whether you saw the um, press conference with Tua where they asked him about his um, his his connection with Brian Flores. I don't know whether you oh, saw yeah. his reaction. <laughs> yeah. He it basically implied it wasn't great. I mean, it wasn't. He did sort of have a little sn- sm- um, sort of snigger on his face and all that. And I think it was. Um, telling I think just from the body language the way he answered that question that it probably wasn't the best relationship between the two of them uh, but yeah I'm excited for the season I think that 
absolutely the Bills are something we have to do because we haven't done we haven't beaten the Bills in years. Josh Allen's I think six and one against the Dolphins in total in his mm-hmm. career. Uh, and I, I think the first loss came in his rookie year. Um, and I know I think I like McDaniel. He seems to have a good aura about him, quite a good energy. And I'm hoping that he can unleash to his potential. But I think that if he doesn't go, do not rule out Tom Brady coming next year. I think no. still a chance. So, um, <laughs> which I'll, I'll, be, I'll be absolutely happy about if he came. I, I'm a big fan of Brady. But um, yeah, I think it's been the best offseason we've had in a while. So I'm looking forward to seeing what we do in that. Um, and then finally, our final offseason review is with you, Freddie, the Steelers fan in our podcast. Um, it's been sort of a, a different one. Obviously, we had the sad loss of Haskins. Um, Juju Smith, just Smith Moose has gone. Um, but you've obviously bought in people like Miles Jack, Mitch Trubisky being the main two I can think of. Um, and obviously, Big Ben's retirement as well. Um, how have you viewed the offseason for the Steelers this year? I think we've addressed the key areas that we, we needed to, uh, for the most part. I mean, the sign of Miles Jack, I've always really liked Miles Jack at the Jags. I think he's a fantastic player. He's going to hopefully work with that tandem with Devin Bush really well. We got Joe Schobert in last year, traded for him. Bit of an older guy, and we've gone back to the Jags well, and we've we've picked up the better of the, the their best linebacker, in my opinion. I think he's a, a fantastic talent. Um, we've shored up our row line in places. James Daniel coming in over from Chicago, I really, really like him. Uh, also got the, uh, I believe, one of the centres. I uh, can't remember his name off the top of my head now, but he's probably an upgrade um, from Green, who can then go push inside to the natural guard position because he wasn't a great centre last year. And, you know, so there's people who are upset with Trubisky being in. Uh, I'd love to have traded for Russell Wilson. Who wouldn't have? I mean, he's just, for, for me, even as a Steelers fan, he's my favourite player in the league. I've always loved watching Russell Wilson. Um, and, you know, we didn't go and get one of the big quarterbacks, but... Trubisky's come in, he took Chicago to the playoffs with an awful, awful offensive coach in, in Matt Nagy. Um, and, you know, also your, um, you losing Brian Flores was a gift to the Steelers. You know, <laughs> he, we brought him in onto our team and I think it's a bit of a joke that he's not a head coach still in the in the NFL. And I think we, we've done really well to go and get someone like Flores onto the team for Mike Tomlin. And, you know, he's never had a losing season yet, Tomlin. And, uh, I think there's definitely areas we need to work on. I think, you know, the draft is going to show that. Um, and hopefully we can target some of the areas like cornerback, O-line we can still go to. I mean, I'd I'd love Malik Willis to drop because I do really, really want him at the Steelers. But, you know, if Jerry Risky's the guy, if he's going to be our starting quarterback next, uh, next season, that's fine by me. I'm okay to take that transitional period with Trubisky and see how it plays out. We're not paying him mega money. We're not, you know, we're not paying anyone mega money really. Then, you know, other than TJ Watt and uh, Cam Hayward, and we can we can reassess and see where we can go going forward. So it might not have been like a splashy off season uh, for the Steelers, but I mean, quietly we did some good business around uh, around the league. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that the Flores is a brilliant addition. I don't know how he's not head coach, as you say. I think everyone who listened to my previous podcast will know my thoughts on us getting rid of him. Um, I thought it was another shame that we fired him. Um, and to the Jabisky, if anyone's listening and you fancy a little flutter, put £10 on him to win comeback player of the year. I've just got a feeling Tomlin's going to get him play. I don't know what it is, because he's had obviously Matt Nagy and he's obviously back up to Josh Allen. He's never really had, as a starter, a good head coach. So I think 
if you can get him, if he's playing under Mike Tomlin, one of the best coaches of his generation, I think Trubisky could easily ball out and have a really good year. So I think he could be one of the contenders for comeback player of the year. I really do. Uh, but it probably will be Derek Henry, if I'm honest. Uh, but do put money on it if you can. Um, right. Time for the mock draft. This is something I've been looking forward to all week. Been doing, I'm sure we've all have been doing our research on the players and the picks we have. So the order we've gone for, um, the first overall pick will go to Freddie. The second pick goes to me. The third pick goes towards Sam. And then finally, the fourth pick goes to Adam. And it will go in that order throughout 1 to 32. Um, so let's begin the Euro trips across the pod inaugural mock draft. So the draft is underway. So the first pick to the Jaguars. Over to you, Freddie. The number one pick of the 2022 inaugural uh, mock draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to pick edge rusher, Michigan's finest, Aiden Hutchinson. It's a it's a consensus pick. It, I mean, I've seen some mocks in the last few days, but Trayvon Walker is now taking that top spot. Up. But I think this is just a lot of overthinking as the draft gets closer. The Aiden Hutchinson's been the consensus number one pick now for the last few weeks. A dominant edge rusher. He's going to fly next to Josh Allen on that other side of the defensive line for the Jacksonville Jaguars. It was only a short time ago that this Jags team had a really great defense when they got into the uh, AFC Championship. Aiden Hutchinson could be a key piece for this defense going forward. Um, obvious number one pick, Aiden Hutchinson is a Jacksonville Jaguar. Fantastic. So now on to number two with the second overall pick that the Detroit Lions will select. Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. He's someone I really like. I think I was torn between these two, him and Hutchinson for, for the pick, If depending on who you pick as number one. And I just think all, all three of these, the best rushes that everyone's been looking at, I think they're all valid number one picks. Um, I would pick, I'd have picked Hutchinson myself. He'd have been my choice. But I think Thibodeau, I think he's getting a lot of... But he's got, I think he has the potential to fall because of all the stuff going on apparently about his character issues. But I think on the field, he looks excellent. He looks really good. He looks dominant. He looks quick off the edge. He looks really powerful. He's an absolute beast. He's absolutely massive. And I think that he, I think he can be one of the best players in his position. I really do. So that's why I've got with my number two. Now, number three pick over to you, Sam. Okay, so the third pick in the NFL draft, the Houston Texans take Ika Mekwanu, uh, offensive tackle from NC State. Um, see, for me, this is the, the the pick that Houston have to make. I mean, if unless one of the two, unless Thibodeau or um, Aiden Hutchinson fall, because uh, Walker might go number one, I think this has to be the pick you've got to take because uh, well, he's probably the best offensive lineman of them all. He um, even though they've got uh, Larry Tunsil, he who wants out, by the way, he might be you know he might be gone by the time regular season starts, but um, even if Tanzo is still there, Aquani can play guard. He played guard in college, and he, I think he's, you know, he might even be a better guard. That's what I've been hearing. So, um, yeah, just the best offensive lineman for the Texans. Uh, No-brainer here, really. Fantastic. Uh, now, number four pick goes over to Adam. So, with the fourth pick in the NFL draft, we have got the New York Jets. Um, quite a few different options that they could have gone for, but we are going to go for 
and this is the first time I've ever actually said him by his nickname. I feel quite wrong saying it, but we're <laughs> going to go for Sauce Gardner at corner. Um, they could have gone wide receiver. They could, well, they could have gone edge, but like we said, the top two or how we all feel the top two is have already gone. So I think they'll go corner in this respect now. Um, he's topped all the stats all the um, during his time at college. And I actually think he could be a difference maker in the NFL just purely because of his height. I think this is a, a real a real difference maker when it comes to that position. So the Jets are going to take Sauce Gardner. Yeah, I really like him. I think with a name like Sauce, you have to be good. I think that that name is just it's too good not to be an absolute NFL star. Um, now back to Freddie for number five. Number five, the New York Giants. Uh, one of our uh, co-hosts on the Franchise Tag podcast here would be biting his nails when he listens to this and <laughs> hears who I picked for the New York Giants. So with the fifth pick in the NFL draft, the New York Giants are selecting the edge rusher, Trayvon Walker uh, out of Georgia. Uh, this guy with Ojolari on the other side and then Leonard Williams slipping into the inside there is, is going to be a wrecking ball. I think the Giants need that game changer on the defensive line. They could go a lot of ways with this pick. Offensive tackle isn't isn't out the realms. So I don't think or, um, they could go with that with their their pick later on, which maybe one one of you guys will, will be picking that. So uh, yeah, Trevor Walker, really really great player, and uh, he's going to slot in very well here for New York Giants. Giants fans will be very happy if this is their first pick on the night. I think absolutely. I think that if they can get someone at five who. Many people are projecting number one overall. I think that would be an absolute steal for the Giants. And I do think that that would really help them, especially if they got two picks in the first round as well. Um, now back to me with a sixth overall pick. Um, this may be a bit um, sort of against the grain, not what people were expecting. So I'm going forward with a sixth overall pick. The Carolina Panthers select Charles Cross, Mississippi State. Now, people, some people, many people are saying, did they go for quarterback? Someone like Malik Willis, someone like Kenny Pickett. I just personally don't feel that they're quite good enough to be number six overall. And I don't think that there's no guarantee they'll be any worse than Sam Darnold. So I thought the other need is offensive line. And the one I like the most is Charles Cross. I looked at his, his tape. He looks an absolute beast. I mean, no one can get through him. No one can sort of, whenever he's, you know, between the trenches, no one can ever get through to the quarterback with Charles Cross on that one side. So he's the one I like them. I like him more than Evan Neal. I like him more than the Quonu. I thought he was a really good prospect. And that's why I've got Charles Cross, number six. Uh, back to Sam with number seven. Okay, so with the uh, with the seventh overall pick, the New York Giants take Evan Neal. So um, they're just showing up the offensive line, which has been a weak point in um, in previous years. Um, Andrew Thomas has had, he's sort of come on a left tackle, but the rest of the offensive line ain't great. So Evan Neal slots in a right tackle, and um, yeah, you know the Giants, the NFC East, anyone can win it. Really, it's such a a messy division. Maybe having the best offensive line in a run game for Saquon Barkley. Win it from there. We go, Evan Neal. That's my pick. And now to number eight, we'll go to Adam on this one. Yeah, so the Atlanta Falcons have got the eighth pick in the NFL draft. I think 
they are just desperate for weapons, aren't they? To be <laughs> brutally honest. I mean, they really are. So I think wide receiver makes sense. Uh, and with that, I think they will take Garrett Wilson from Ohio Ooh. State. I think he's... Personally, I think he's the best one that's out there at the moment. I know a lot of people might go for Drake London, um, Jameson Williams as well, but obviously due to injury, he hasn't played as much. But I do feel that they need to make a bit of a splash in the receiver market. And I think Garrett Wilson is the one that they'll go for because of that. So Ohio State is like a factory for receivers. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so Garrett Wilson for the Falcons. And now we are on the number ninth pick. So, Freddie, over to you. Nine pick in the NFL draft, the Seattle Seahawks. They are selecting, and it pains me to say this as I'd love him to drop, but they're taking quarterback Malik Willis from Liberty College. Listen, this this guy, I think he's just so exciting. I, I admit I, I haven't watched loads of him at Liberty, but I've been watching the tape. Um, some YouTube videos on him. I've watched his combine, uh, watched a bit of him at the um, at the Senior Bowl. I like everything about him. Um, tall, athletic, throws a real great deep ball. I think Seahawks go from losing Russell Wilson to gaining Malik Willis. Okay, you're you're upset about losing Wilson, but this is at least a, a tiny bit of, of a victory here um, for it. I know they've got Drew Locke. I, I just don't believe in Drew Locke for them going forward. I think it was just a case of what he came in the package when they moved him to Denver. I think you take someone like Malik. Okay. I, I, he may not be the most NFL ready quarterback in this class, but I think he's worth taking the risk here at number nine. Yeah. But I've got this feeling that he's going to go to the Falcons. Number eight. I've got a feeling, I don't know what it is. I, I can just picture him in a Falcons jersey. I don't know what it is. There's something about him. I just think they're going to, Go for it. Mariota is probably not the answer locked him. I just got a feeling they're gonna bring him in and have him in as a backup to Mariota for maybe a year or two and let him develop and learn. Um, so I was, that's my feeling head of the draft that he will go to the Falcons. Um, now number 10 for me, the Jets. Um, now there's someone I like more than everyone else who hasn't been picked yet, but I think they've already got a player like him in Braxton Berrios. So with number 10th overall pick, the New York Jets select Drake London out of USC. I think he's really good. I think I've watched his tape and he's really good in given single coverage, double coverage, even triple coverage. And he just always deals that he's tall. He's got great hands. I mean, some of the catches he made in these tight windows were really impressive. And he really did impress me in that tape. So I think he's going to be a great receiver. I think he reminds me a bit a bit like C.D. Lamb in terms of he's sort of quite tall and quite, he's not, the he's quite slim um, for a receiver. And I think he just makes these unreal catches you just don't expect him to make. So I think he's going to be an absolute stud in the NFL. I think he is going to be probably top five, top 10 receivers in the next five years. I really am high on Drake London. So before we get on to the 11th pick, I want to share with you some interesting facts about NFL drafts this century. So, um, in the first, in the 21 drafts there's been this century, 16 of them have had a quarterback taken first overall. And even more of a fascinating fact, out of the wide receivers taken, 77 taken in the 21st century in the first round of wide receivers, only eight have been all pro. And 19 of them, only only 19 of them, no, sorry, 19 of them have had 
fewer than 100 catches. Wow. That's that's bonkers. I mean, the, the, we see a lot of receivers take the first round. A lot of them are seen as these great prospects and all that. But it just shows there that a lot of them just don't work out. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just college was, I don't know, the college level was too easy for them. I don't know. Or whether they were just in a good team against bad teams. I'm not sure. But isn't a crazy fact that there's that many that don't work out. And even the quarterbacks, I imagine a lot of them probably, I mean, look at Trevor Lawrence, hasn't worked out so far. Looking back, Cam Watson had an okay career. James Winston, still jury's over. So a lot, even a lot of quarterbacks taken in the first round. And you look, flip that round, you see Tyreek Hill's taken fifth round. Infamously, Tom Brady was taken sixth round. Russell Wilson was taken third or fourth round. Same with Dak Prescott. So a lot of these players, in the end, we mentioned all these players now in the first round. A lot of them, the best players in this draft are probably going to be in the third or fourth round. Um, now, on to the 11th pick. This is down to Sam. So, Sam, what are you taking with the 11th pick? Okay, so with the 11th pick in the draft, the uh, the Washington Commanders take Kyle Hamilton, safety out of Notre Dame. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I thought I'd be the guy. I'm yeah. Lining him up for 13. Damn. Yeah, I thought he'd be the one. Um, yeah, so he's just quite an interesting prospect. He's a 6-4 safety. Um, a lot of people see more of it as like a linebacker. But I think with the you know Ron Rivera, he likes to sort of be quite multiple on the defence. I think you know, moving players around and stuff. I think it's probably one of the perfect players. You'd have to take a linebacker type as well. We took Jarman Davis in the first round last year and then Carolina. It's a multiple linebackers as well. Um, now, see, so he can play safety. The majority of the snaps were deep, but there are, a lot of them are in the box as well. Um, yeah, Carl Hamilton. Some people have him as like the first or second best player in the draft. Some of them, like 20th best player of the draft. It's quite polarising. I'm quite high on him. Um, which is why I, if I'm uh, the Washington Commanders now, I run the pick in like that because, uh, yeah, great player to add to the defence. And then number 12, over to you, Adam. So with the 12th pick in the NFL draft, the Minnesota Vikings are going to go for Derek Stingley Jr. Ooh. from LSU. Now, Stingley showed a couple of years ago how good he can be at LSU when basically the whole team was amazing. The problem was is that they all then left and they either went into the NFL or they just weren't quite as good. And the fact of the matter is, is that Stingley, he's had his injury worries, but they are saying that he's fully fit now. He is an excellent corner. And corner is definitely a position that the Vikings do need a bit of help in. There are some other positions like D-line and O-line as well, but I do feel that corner is probably the spot that they're going to go for at this point. And so I think Derek Stingley is the obvious choice. And pick 13, over to Freddie. I picked 13, but was meant to be Carl Hamilton. So I've had to uh, re <laughs> rearrange what I've been thinking now. Uh, so pick number 13 in the NFL draft, the Houston Texans, their second pick, the first pick, they took Ikea Kwanu. And number three, uh, number 13, I'm going to take Jermaine Johnson, Edge, out of Florida State. I, uh, I've, I've mocked him here a few times in the last few mocks that I've done. Um, I, I think he's going to be a top 15 player. 
Um, he was he was incredible at Forest Day. Obviously, famously was on Last Chance U all them years ago. Um, and, you know, what career he's had since to, to turn that around. I think he's a really interesting prospect. I think the, the word we've used on the franchise tag for this draft a lot is depth. There's a lot of depth in this draft. And um, you could easily go over in corner here for the Texans. I mean, Carl Hamilton would be the ideal fit here. But Jermaine Johnson, you're not going to be unhappy as a Texan fan walking away with Vicky Aquano and Jermaine Johnson after tonight. You've got your you know, tackle or guard for the future. Uh, and then you've got your edge rusher for the future there. Um, they, they haven't really replaced that since JJ Watt went into, well, since JJ Watt de- declined. Um, so, you know, bringing in Jermaine Johnson, there's going to be a lot of happy Houston fans. Yeah, um, I think that, I think the Texans, they have to hit it right this year because they've obviously gone through a complete um, overhaul of their team. I mean, it's only a few years ago that they were in the divisional round, losing to the Chiefs after being 24 points up. They had JJ Watt, they had John Joe Hopkins, they had the Sean Watson. They're all gone now and their team's just been completely overruled. So I think Texans is a fresh start for them and they've got to hope that they can, if they can draft well, and as, as well as their picks they got next year from the Browns for Deshaun Watson, I think they could be, you know, if they draft well, they could be in for a good few years, hopefully. Um, I think they're quite a nice franchise. Um, now, number 14 pick for me was again. Mine was Derek Stingley. That was my target for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and so for me, with the 14th overall pick in the draft, the Baltimore Ravens select N'Kobe Dean, linebacker out of Georgia. I think that this one, their position need is probably defensive line more than linebacker, but I think he's just too good not to pick at that position. I think that he is someone that I really like. He's, you can see him going into coverage. He can take out wide receivers. He can, he can uh, deflect passes away. He can do everything, I think, N'Kobe Dean. And I think he is... Necessarily not the not this position of need. He's more just a player that they can't miss out on. I think that he is someone that can put pressure on the quarterback. He can do it all really. He can be you'll see him all over the field in that defense. So I think the Kobe Dean, I think it'd be a great pick for anyone. And I think the Ravens will be lucky if they get him. Um now to 15th, and over to you, Sam. Okay, so with the 15th pick in the draft, the Philadelphia Eagles take uh, Jameson Williams, receiver out of Alabama. Um, now, this is the third year the Eagles have taken a receiver in the first round in a row. Um, obviously, one of them didn't pan out, but if you, it's sort of a, he's not as big as like Drake London, but he's still a bigger guy to pair with Devontae Smith, obviously. Uh, and yeah, fast. He probably would be uh, the first receiver drafted if he wouldn't have had the injury as well. Um, yeah, Jameson Williams is an easy pick for Philadelphia, I think. Yeah, I mean, I had him down. I thought he'd be absolutely perfect um, for the Chiefs in terms of the, the speed he's got would be just like almost like watching Tyree kill. So um, I think it's a great pick for the Eagles. Um, now over to you, Adam, with number 16. So with the 16th pick in the draft, the New Orleans Saints are going to go for wide receiver Chris Alave. They were going to go for Jameson Williams, but he just got a <laughs> Um So, <laughs> yeah, we're going to go for Chris Alave. I think 
with the Saints, there are a few options they could do. They could go O-line. They could go quarterback, arguably. But I do feel like they're going to roll with Jameson Winston in this particular season. Um, wide receiver, they've got Michael Thomas coming back from a long, long injury. And we don't know 100% how he's going to be. Aside from that, it's Marquez Callaway, and there's not a lot else. Um, so I think because of that, they're going to want to go for wide receiver. It might be something that they push back. Uh, I, I, you know, I will admit that they might go for it 19, but I think that they'll start seeing wide receivers coming off the board, and therefore they're going to go for Chris Olave from Ohio State. <laughs> So the next pick is over to Freddie. Apologies, Freddie. I just, I cut you out then. No problem at all. Um, so the 17th pick for the LA Chargers, they are going to select. Uh, who are they going to select? This is this is a hard one for me here. Um, I think I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for Trevor Penning, offensive tackle. Um, I think they they went for Rashawn Slater last year. He dropped into their lap. One side of their O-line is is really solid. Corey Lindsley in the centre. Um, and then you've got uh, Rashawn Slater and uh, Matt Filer. And then on the other side, it's Brendan James and Storm Norton. Storm Norton wasn't bad last year, I have to admit. But I think you, you, the Chargers are going to struggle to pass upon, really, in the most politest way, a bully of a man on that offensive line. He is all go all the time. Um, and I think Justin Herbert would be having fits knowing that he's going to be having Rashawn Slater and Trevor Penning bookending his protection for, you know, the next five plus years. He's going to be ecstatic. The Charge fan's going to be ecstatic. And th- this is a great pick. He's, he's a real top player who's, who's, who's dangerous on that offensive line. And uh, the Chargers have now got their bookends for the, for the, for the next five years. And uh, what more can you ask uh, for in a franchise? Yeah, next pick for me, again, is down to me again. I've got the Eagles. Um... Now, their biggest need for me is linebacker, but I, stupidly, it's my own fault. I picked the best linebacker on the board with the last pick. So um, and I don't think there's any others that really are first-round potential. So I'm going to go... Devin Lloyd. Devin Lloyd is first-round yeah. potential, maybe. See, I've not. He's one player I've actually I've missed out on actually watching. I don't know why I've not looked at him. Um, he's quite good. Well, I, I'll <laughs> I'll um I'll go with someone I have watched only because I feel a bit like I'm cheating otherwise. Um, so I'm going to go for another area of need, which is um defensive back. I think in terms of the cornerback they've got, uh, they've got already got one player in Darius Slay, but I don't think. Avante Maddox, yeah, he's okay, but I just think they could do with more depth in that position. So I'm going to go for cornerback. I'm going to go for Andrew Andrew Booth Jr. out of Clemson. I mean, he's someone I've watched, I've really liked. Um, He's made some really good OBJ-esque one-handed catches. I've seen some some amazing passes. Um, But again, he's like the player I mentioned before. He can really be good at a nickel corner roll and getting off the edge getting to the quarterback, taking out receivers and running backs, got the ball. Again, he's one of those players that you'll see be a bit of everything on the field. And I think he's going to be an excellent player. And of course, Clemson seems to produce a lot of good talents in the NFL. And I think he'll be another one. So, yeah, that is the Eagles pick there. 
So we are now heading back to you, Sam, with pick 19. All right, so the Saints went receiver in the first pick, the second pick with the 19th pick. They're going to take uh, Daxton Hill, safety out of Michigan. Uh, it's simple as Marcus Williams' replacement. He left in free agency. Uh, they got a hole at safety. Obviously, they've been out to Tyron Matthew, but that's not happened so far. So, yeah, Daxton Hill out of Michigan is probably the best bet for them, I think. And now it's number 20. Over to you, Adam. You've got one Freddie, quickly, and what Freddie is going to um, love. Just quickly, I need to clarify. Is this what I want to happen or what is going to happen? It's absolutely... <laughs> no, no, you have to tell me. You have to give me... <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll go for who you think or what you think is going to happen. What I think is going to happen. Okay. I think at number 20, the... Pittsburgh Steelers will go for centre from Iowa, Tyler Linderbaum. Now, I think that they will go down that route just in order to bulk up that O-line so that it will help. Because it's going to be all Najee Harris. It's going to be all Najee Harris. You've got Mitchell Trubisky there. He don't know what to do. He's confused, bless him. He can't help it. So it's going to go down that way. And you're going to bring in Linda Baum and he's going to just be at the centre, sort all the problems out. Tyler Linda Baum. There you go, Fred. What are your thoughts on that, Freddie? Roderick. <laughs> just watching your face now, I just been cast out. I can't help but laugh at this. It's brilliant. Penny <laughs> oh, Pickett on the board and like, all corners that you could take and we need corner with no no you you're you're all run you're all run it's just you're gonna have to sort out that o-line that's what you're gonna do that's what you're gonna do i actually would would have loved dax hill to have dropped in there even though we've just resigned whilst been on pod to l.a edmonds uh back which really signals we were not going to get tyra matthew which was a hope of mine that would have been nice for him to fall there but anyway With the 21st pick of the NFL draft, the New England Patriots select Trent McDuffie, cornerback out of Washington. They need to get the JC Jackson replacement. Um, they've got Jalen Mills, the re-signed Malcolm Butler. I, I like Joe John Williams as well. I think he's really promising. Um, but with, there's a lot of top corners in this draft. And Trent McDuffie is a guy that I really like. Good man-to-man uh, cover corner. Um, he's excited a lot of people around the league. Um, and a lot of people are talking about him. And uh, I, I don't think... He, I think the Pats will be looking at corner in this first round but to replace JC Jackson. The rest of their roster top to bottom seems to be pretty, pretty stable. So, uh, yeah, McDuffie to the Patriots. Now, the next pick, I'm very glad this player's managed to stay because he's the one I wanted for the Jets, but... He was very similar to Braxton Berrios in terms of what he does. So, the 22nd pick... It's for me, and it's the Green Bay Packers. And the Green Bay Packers select Traylon Burks, wide receiver, Arkansas. He is someone I've loved to watch. I watched his tape, and he was there was an excellent, excellent play there. I mean, he it's like watching Tyree Kill in a way. He does a lot of these jet sweeps. He, he's very quick. He's good at his route running. There's nothing he can't do, essentially, I think, Traylon Burks. He's everything I watched, I loved, and... He is someone I was really impressed with in the tape. So 
I think the Packers need wide receiver. I think they've lost Devontae Adams and Marcus valdez Scantling. Not that that was a massive loss. So their number one receiver at the moment is either Randall Cobb or Alan Lazard. And obviously they brought Sammy Watkins in. So I think we need wide receiver depth. And I think that, you know, if they picked him, say, wide receiver would be 10th overall, 9th overall, some may have argued out of reach. But I think to get a receiver at 22, I think it is great business for the Packers. Um, but now back to uh, Sam with the 23rd overall pick. Okay, so the 23rd pick, the uh, Arizona Cardinals take Jordan Davis, uh, defensive tackle out of Georgia. Uh, probably the best player available at this point, and it fills a need as well because they lost Jordan Phillips in free agency. Yeah, I, I, if I was the Cardinals, I'd be loving this pick because show up that um, defensive line, and obviously JJ, JJ Watt can't continue for ages, can he? So, yeah, that sort of just makes sense for me. Yeah, couldn't agree more, couldn't agree more. Um, now to Adam with the 24th overall pick. So it was the 24th overall pick in the NFL draft. We've got the Dallas Cowboys, and I think they are probably going to go for Zion Johnson, guard from Boston College. Need a bit of help on the O-line, had some some leave uh, during the off-season, and I think they need to bolster that up, and that is probably where they will go. He's shown that he's, you know, big, strong guard, will be great player in the NFL and I could imagine that he will fit in very nicely at Dallas. And then over to you, Freddie, with pick number 25. Uh, so, yeah, 25th pick for the Buffalo Bills is going to be at Florida, cornerback uh, Kyir Elam. Um, they, they've got no one outside of uh, Drew Davis White. They need that second corner. Levi Wallace went to the Steelers in the offseason. Um, they, they need someone to tandem with, with uh, White, and he, he was injury-prone last year as well. Um, th- that is one of their big glaring holes. Running back seems to be something that everyone's mocking to them. I, I just don't think any of these running backs are first-round caliber running backs this draft. It's not like the Najee Harris, Travis Etienne situation last year, and even there was arguments for them two not going in the first round last year. So... Get that guy next to White, you know, for the future. You've got White's coming to the back end of his career and he's in his glory years, but when he's on form, he's one of the best corners in the league. Get one of, get the, the younger counterpart next to him who can be real great. And that's, uh, yeah, Kai Elam out of Florida. Yeah, I think you're right about the running back. I think the only one I can see potentially going first round is Brees Hall. I think he's the only one I've really thought, wow, this guy is a first round talent. Everyone else, I think, second or third round. I think one that can go late that I think will be good is Pierre Strong. I really liked watching his tape, and I think he could be someone that could be picked up in a fourth, fifth, sixth round, potentially, and I think he'll be an absolute NFL stud. Um, Now, back to me, 26th overall pick. The Tennessee Titans, they select... Oh, now this is tough now um, because all the most players I had have gone for the Titans. Um, you know what? I'm going to go purely on the AJ Brown situation, if he stays or not. I'm going to go for Jahan Dotson, Penn State wide receiver. Um, again, someone I really liked. Um, really good feet, really good route running. 
um, catch a lot of ball, you know, a lot of toe tapping sort of situation. So I think at this point, you could have gone guard, you could have gone maybe edge rush, edge rush or something. But I think purely for the fact that AJ Brown may leave the franchise, or even, even if he stays, I mean, Julio Jones is not there anymore. They've got no enough really to throw to that any good. So I think they need, do need some wide receiver help. So I think that would be the perfect pick for them. Um, now over to you, Sam, with the 27th overall pick. God, is Kenny Pickett going to get drafted in the first round here? Ooh, Genuinely. Interesting, isn't it? Interesting. If, yeah, he's going to go for Steelers. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they have a spot maybe Tennessee. I still because they've had a lot about them maybe mm. getting, um, drafting a guy to sit behind Ryan Tannehill this season. But I mean, Green Bay on Kansas City on Cincinnati on Detroit maybe at thirty two. But like, is he might? I'm not going to take him here for the Bucks. So um, yeah, it's going to be uh, Kenyon Green guard out of Texas and then uh, Ali Marpet replacement. Obviously, he retired suddenly as well as a hole in the offensive line. Uh, so, yeah, just slot him in at guard. I think that's the best. It's just need for the Bucks, really. Fantastic, fantastic. Now, the one we've all been waiting for, the only one in this pa- draft where the actual fan of the team gets to pick it. So, um, Adam, with the 28th overall pick, who are you picking for the Packers? So with the 28th pick in the NFL draft, the Green Bay Packers are going to go for George Carleftis. Carleftis? Carleft? I can't say his name. It's not my <laughs> fault. Um, they need an edge rusher to replace uh, Zedarius Smith, basically. It's just, just to bulk up the defence. As I said earlier, I think that the defence is going to be a lot stronger than what it has been in the past. They're going to focus a bit more on that. So I think that he's definitely the type of guy. He's very explosive, got great speed at his time in Purdue. And I think that he will do really well. Uh, the only other option that I sort of looked at was Kenyon Green, but obviously he went before me because um, I think they always look to bulk up the O-line as well. But yeah, we're going to go for George Karlaftis. And then we've actually got the first one where we've got a team got back-to-back picks, which is the Kansas City Chiefs. So, Freddie, with the 29th overall pick, who are the Chiefs taking? So, with the 29th overall pick for the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm, I'm sort of doing this with a big reliance on you, Andy, doing the right thing after me. <laughs> um, I'm going to take Minnesota Edge, Boye Maffe. Um, yes. Maffe's actually injured. He's probably not going to be playing. But what a team to go to to be able to not need that immediate impact player. Um, I For me, I'm just a bit out on Frank Clark. I don't think he's the player he was. I like Chris Jones. Is, is fantastic. He's one of the best defensive tackles in the league. They keep playing in that edge role. He's very good there. But his true role is that in the middle of that defensive line. He takes all like Boyer Mafia. can be really explosive off the line. Yeah, you're not going to get immediate gratification out of him. You're not going to be able to play him for a moment. But, boy, you're getting first-round talent at the end of the first and you can sit and be patient with him. And, uh, yeah, I, I, hopefully you're going to do the right thing here at 30 and I've not wasted this pick for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, so I'll hand it over to you now. 
Well, actually, I had two players left on my target for the Chiefs, and one of them was Boye Mafe. So this makes it oh, much wow, easier for me. Um, so with the 30th overall pick. The Kansas City Chiefs select Christian Watson, wide receiver, North Dakota State. Look how I line that up for you, Andy. I knew you'd do it, mate. I knew the telepathy. This podcast NFL telepathy thing. You know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I can't not pick a wide receiver. I mean, if Juju's... Yeah. Number, I you'll notice, uh, Freddie, if Juju's number one receiver, you're in trouble. So, um... They have to take someone, even if it's just depth. I think the Chiefs, as long as they've got Mahomes, they'll be fine. But I think they do need some help with the wide receiver position. And I think of all the ones I had, he was the best one left. Um, It was only him or George Pickens I left available to take in the first round. So I think, yeah, not much more to say, really. Wide receiver, Christian Watson. Um, On to our final two picks. So 31st overall pick heads to Sam. See, I'm toying there between the two, uh, but with the 31st overall pick in the draft, the Cincinnati Bengals take Devin Lloyd, linebacker, Utah. Bengals getting a piece on defence. I was looking at corners, but all the guys I would have taken are gone. So, um, yeah, Devin Lloyd. Linebacker's probably their second biggest need behind corner. So, yeah, makes sense. Interesting. I got told to take him and no one took him until the 30th pick. That's very interesting. Uh, um, I'm glad he's my number one linebacker out of all them. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I liked um the Kobe Dean, but um, no, fair play. Um, finally, Super Bowl champions a pick they actually acquired through the Detroit Lions in the Jared Goff Matt Stafford trade. The Rams have the final pick of the first round. So, Adam, who are the champions taking? I think. Okay. Right. So, with the 32nd pick, the Detroit Lions are going to go Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle from Georgia. I think he is, a, well, he's been a, he's a great for Georgia. I mean, and he's a, a really big, strong guy, going to make a difference. Exactly the type of guy that you would think Dan Campbell would want in that team, especially on that defense. They need so much help on the defense. So, I was really tempted to go quarterback, but. I'm going to go Devontae Wyatt and they can pick a quarterback in, on pick 34 that they've got. So, Well, I'm going to defend myself here. This is what I found. I use this website called Tankathon to get my draft order. And it's got a really confusing thing where it has a team that originally had the pick. And they cross it out for the team that, that do have it. And that just confused me, I think, towards the end. Because I think earlier on I had... What's that? I had the... Um, I think I got the Seahawks and Jets one mixed up. That was all when I was preparing for this as well. So... Um, Anyone to blame for that mix-up is Tankathon. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that, that has been the um, mock draft of the first round. Um, before we do go, any players you thought would be picked up weren't taken up? Any of you? Yeah, can you pick it? Can you pick it? Yeah. I think I think Adam's co- completely right in that draft logic of like the Lions, theoretically, if this was the draft or draft that happened, would get Kayvon Thibodeau at two, Devontae Wyatt at 32, and then get Kenny Pickett at 34. Mm. Like, you could not pick the rest of the draft, and you'd be really, really happy with that, because Thibodeau is going to be edge threat for the future. Devontae Wyatt, 
there's arguments for he's better than Jordan Davis um, because Jordan Davis is more of a nose and how much is the value on nose, even though players like Vita Vea have really shown that there is a true value for a nose tackle position. But Devontae Adams is, Devontae Wyatt, sorry, not uh, Devontae Adams, is, is, is a true defensive tackle mauler in the middle there. And then they could go and Kenny Pitt, pick it at 34. And I think as a Lions fan, you go, oh, well, we're done for the night. Because they've got a lot of holes in their roster, don't get me wrong, but... That's that. That would be a, a, a win-win scenario for the, for the Lions, I, I think. And yeah, they'd be happy welcoming that. Thibodeau, Wyatt, Pickett at thirty-four. Yeah, more than happy. Yeah, I, mean, I have to say just just before we do go, I do have to say I think this is going to be one of the most fascinating drafts we've had in a very long time. I, I think a lot of these could really go everywhere. Last year, we kind of felt like we knew. Like that team's taking a quarterback, that team's taking a quarterback. It felt very kind of like a lot of people knew who they were taking and what spot they were going. This one, because the quarterbacks just are not of the same quality or at least not during their time in college, I think it will be a really interesting draft. And uh, you could, I, I also think there could be quite a lot of trades going on as well. Yeah, I mean, talk of trades, I think personally the Lions. Need a quarterback. I think there's the whole bite the kneecap thing, Dan Campbell. There's one quarterback that fits out that's available. That's Baker Mayfield. And I think you could see easily see him trade for Baker Mayfield and trade someone else, Jared Goff, and get picks in return. That's the only thing I could see with the Lions. I think Jared Goff is not a Campbell guy. He's not someone who's going to bite in kneecaps and all that. And I think Baker Mayfield fits Dan Campbell's ethos, really. So I can easily see on before draft day, Bacon Mayfield going to the Lions and them trading away Jared Goff and getting some picks and returns, even if it's second or third round ones. Um, but yeah, that has been our inaugural year trip across the pod mock draft. So thank you, Freddie. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Sam, for coming on. Um, any final words before we go? Alvin and Andy, we really appreciate it. And you can also catch Franchise Tag Podcast on uh, YouTube, on social media as well. Me, Adam, and uh, fellow co-hosts, Andrew and George, have a lot of fun over there. Obviously, you guys welcome on anytime you want. We'll be up during the draft. Well, I'll be up. Certainly, Adam may not be, but I'll, be, I'll certainly be up. So I'll be on Twitter and conversing with people. And uh, yeah, it should be a really good night. Really good fun. I hope I hope it'll be, uh, yeah, it'll be great. Yeah, there's always bound to be one shot pick, isn't there? Always a shot pick in the first round. So I'm looking forward to seeing which team messes up. Um, quick word, Sam, you've got a new podcast out. Tell us about that. I have, yeah. So um, my my podcast, the SJ Moore's podcast, is uh, I think episode four come out on Monday, potentially. Uh, yeah, I've, I'm just covering a sports cover, so for F1, the NFL and football as well. Um, and yeah, so we're going to have two next week. We're going to have the... Uh, the Imola Grand Prix breakdown and then we're going to have the draft on Friday morning we're going to break down the draft so that should be fun yeah just check out the SJ Moore's podcast on all platforms and thanks for having me Andy it's been great no problem and we'll see you guys next time